All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys. Another episode in the books in 2019. We are so happy that you guys have come and joined us here. We have an action-packed episode for you today. It will be a little WWE heavy this week, which is surprisingly a little different than Mm -hmm. what we normally do. As well, we will have an interview with a rising star known as Wolf Taylor. Make sure you check out our social media links to find out how you can follow Wolf Taylor. That interview coming up very shortly. And of course, we are powered by the grillposition.com and proud part of the Roar Network. And I know you guys can't see what we're doing here on the podcast because you can obviously only hear us with your ear holes. But Carl can see that we have a nice, very cool addition to the Big Joe studio here with a really cool on-air sign courtesy of Amazon.ca. That's right, Amazon.ca, an amazing place for you to go and check out everything that they've got. They've got a plethora of anything that you, including groceries, car parts, audio stuff, video stuff. They have a little bit of absolutely everything there. And Big Joe was able to procure an amazing looking on-air sign from Amazon.ca. So thank you over there to Amazon. And I'm sure we will be dealing with you more. (laughs) Right. I mean, uh, if you need some food and uh, A, you're too lazy or B, your legs are broken. Yeah. Hit up Amazon.ca and you'll get some food delivered right to your door. Or that's in right. some places, it, a drone might even drop it off because I know that that's a thing as yeah. wacky and as uh, futuristic and weird as that is. All right, so you had mentioned that this is going to be a WWE-esque show here today, Carl. But off the bat, a little something non-WWE, and this involves Ollie Wrestling and Tony Khan as head of creative for AEW. What's your take on that? Yeah, there's been lots of talks that this is happening, and it's, I mean, I guess it's been put out there on the social media that this is a thing. Tony Khan will be the head of creative for All Elite Wrestling. Now, some might say bad, some might say good. We have our own opinions on it, and because this is our podcast, Mm -hmm. Turnbuckle Talk, we're going to give them to you right now. My opinion on this is I am okay with giving the guy a chance. He obviously is a huge fan of professional wrestling, just as we are, right? And we tend to think that we can come up with some really good ideas when it comes to creative for other companies. So I'm okay with this guy who's footing the bill to be able to try his hand out at creative. My only two things, though... I hope, one, he has somebody looking over his shoulder just to make sure, and two, that he does not become an on-air personality. Those are my only two things. Other than that, I'm okay with it. Give the guy a chance. Let's make wrestling great again with Tony Khan and All Elite Wrestling. Make wrestling? Are you like the Donald Trump of this podcast here? Make let's that, make wrestling great again. Is that what you're going with there? That's right. Oh my god! But it, with Tony Khan, you know, my only fear is that I, I could I could see him being this guy that hey, I'm gonna put on the brightly colored, obnoxiously brightly colored golf shirt and come on and be the obnoxious, angry, mad heel wrestling promoter. If they go that route, I foresee some issues. If he can be more of kind of like a behind-the-scenes type thing and maybe just occasionally do something, you know, even if it's a pre-recorded thing that they, that they show, but coming out to the ring and being the evil wrestling promoter has literally been done to death. You know, make use of these guys that you've signed on for using, for doing the creative stuff and go that route. Please, please, please don't be your stereotypical angry wrestling promoter because I don't think that that's going to work and I don't think it'll fit with the philosophy of AEW. You're right. I 100% agree. I don't think that it would fit at all. And honestly, unless All Elite Wrestling is going to really try to, you know, like not so much blur the lines when it comes to how professional wrestling is done, you really have to kind of keep somebody like that in, in the backstage and not have on air unless they want to go we're opening this up kayfabe out the door yep we're gonna do you know a vignette with uh chris jericho 
going to the back and yelling at Tony Khan because he doesn't think that creatively he's being worked the way that he should be. I think that's really the only angle and the only way that it might, and I stress, might be a successful way to show Tony Khan as creative on their program. Now, I think the only way that you could work it in incorporating actually a guy just named Chris Jericho, and I know that uh, Chris is kind of against this because he likes to evolve his character and change, but I think an angle that you could look at to possibly make it work is if you want to have these creative people being on air personalities is that you could have these kind of shenanigans going on and then have Jericho break out the list, right? While you're doing this, you just made the list. That could work. Possibly, right? I'm just, yeah. I'm reaching for, for ideas to, to possibly salvage an idea like that. But I think at the end of the day, you know, keep, behind the scenes and maybe have maybe some other figurehead there being the quote unquote general manager and, and just play it straight. I think would be your best option at this point. Yeah. hundred percent. So getting to more of our WWE discussion, which you, you had actually mentioned uh, earlier here, we're looking at uh, a lot of possible releases uh, potentially happening here. And I think one of the uh, more notable ones where we've actually seen some information on involves Mike and Maria Canellis. Now, what do you think went wrong? With their run in WWE, Carl. Maria got pregnant. <laughs> that didn't help. It, right? Didn't no, help. no. I, I mean, I, legitimately, like Maria yeah. and Mike Canellis, the the two of them coming in as a duo, a married couple, doing yeah. this whole love is everything gimmick that they had. I loved it. It was great. Mm. It was it was working. I was over. It was over with me, hundred percent. But then we got to the point where we, love took over. Yeah. And Maria got pregnant, and then Maria was gone, and it was almost like, we don't have anything for you, Mike, because your eye candy is gone now kind of thing, right? Which really sucks, because Mike Kanellis is an amazing worker, amazing worker. And, And for him to not be able to be there to showcase what he can do is a travesty, in my opinion. And I think it was, you know... Whatever the circumstances were that were around it, I think it was yeah. a very bad thing for them not to use Mike. Um, Mike Bennett, as he was known yeah. you know, in previous companies, or Mike Canellis, as he was known in the WWE. Um, I think that was, that was the whole thing, is that they were supposed to be there together, and it ended up being just Mike there, because Maria had to take a med leave. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that he's a little undersized as well. And I know his uh, past was, you know, he obviously he's had some personal issues as well, you know. So, yeah, it, it's it's a weird thing that uh, I think it's a pretty modern uh, storyline and kind of gimmick that they were going with. And it was just like, yeah, the combination of Maria getting pregnant and then just, you know, I guess other things taking priority and then getting tossed to the wayside, you know. I don't. I, I really don't agree with the whole like size I- issue that you really speak of because I mean like Shawn Michaels was the same way. Yeah. Rey Mysterio has come back and he's you know even smaller. Um, Adam Cole, you know like yeah. Adam Cole and Mike Bennett are roughly the same size. Yeah. Or Bobby Fish, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, like they're all that size. Yeah. But they're flourishing when it comes to the division in NXT. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, the size thing I don't think is really uh, uh, played a factor. Yeah, uh, you know, but then you look to, like, and, and this was something that made me really kind of sad for this particular guy, is you had Bobby Lashley winning the Intercontinental title, and you had a tremendous talent in Leo Rush standing beside him holding his arm up. It's like, <sighs> I would have so have liked to have actually seen, because to me the actual feud there was between Leo Rush and, and Seth and Dean and Elias and all those guys. And that, you know, it, it wasn't Bobby Lashley and him. It was, uh, I, I think he would have rocked that IC title so good. Like, I think it would have been great. Well, I mean, that that literally just happened yeah. not that long ago, right? So it, it could very well be that we're going to see, you know, something. We, we could see a swerve come in with Leo Rush saying, you're just the muscle. Yeah. I'm the champ. You're just the muscle. You know, they, they could possibly play something <sighs> like that. Where Leo Rush says, I'm the one that's been talking for you. I'm the one that's been getting all of these matches for you. I'm the one that's done everything. That title's not yours. That title's mine. Yeah. You know? 
and then maybe do a little transition, whatever. Then you got Leo Rush versus Bobby Lashley. You see the underdog, the small guy take out, you know, the big guy. And then, you know, feel good story of the year happens right there. It's a possibility. Again, this comes back to Tony Khan. Yeah. You know, like you and I are just fans. And as a fan, that's how I would like creatively see something out. So, yeah, just that's a- my that's that, that's my thoughts. That's the only catch then is, you know, do we trust WWE creative to actually realize that and capitalize on it? And recently that hasn't been the case. So, you know, and others possibly uh, seeking releases here too, Carl. We have Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, and The Revival, which is interesting because there's always been this little kind of thing brewing there between the Unbucks and The Revival, you know, them calling each other out and whatnot. Out of this group of guys, who do you see actually making the uh, the jump? I can see all of them making a jump somewhere else. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't matter what company or where, right? Like the Revival, if, if they are have asked for their release and are leaving, I can see them definitely going to All Elite yeah. just because of the history with, you know, the Young Bucks and the, um, we can't say the words on air, but FTR, right? which is bleep the revival. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So we could see something like that. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, ring of honor, legit ring of honor or new Japan pro wrestling. They both uh, would, would shine in those companies as they have in the past. And Dolph Ziggler, I think we could see either AEW or I would rather see him make a jump over to Impact and have a good feud going with Johnny Impact. Yeah, I definitely agree with Ziggler. I think he would be a good fit for Impact because he just has that has that Impact kind of feel. With The only one I would maybe disagree with you on would be Sammy and Kevin because they both have connections to the Elite guys. And I think that that, that would be a better... No, not that Ring of Honor wouldn't be a good destination for them because I, I think it would be great, um, especially for Kevin Owens. But, uh, yeah, you know, time will tell. It will be interesting to see how many of these guys could potentially be jumping ship because it seems like the list is kind of growing a little bit here, Carl. I mean, it is growing, but, I mean, the, yeah. the WWE right now is so saturated anyways. Yeah, it really is. It is. So saturated with people. And, and again, I go back to, you know, a guy that I have always enjoyed watching in the ring, uh, Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. Right? Zack Ryder in 2019 yep. had one televised match. Yep. And the rest of the time was sitting in the back doing nothing. Yep. And he's a guy that has gone through and, uh, you know, he – he's made it a huge name for himself. He went out there and put himself, uh, uh, you know, up in everybody's face, YouTube series, you know, the internet wrestling championship that he, he created and he, he did all of that for himself. He was his own creative when it came to that standpoint. And a guy like that is being just kind of left to the wayside because there are so many other talents available. It's, it's, it's sad. And I mean, honestly, Cody went out and he showed everybody, he showed the entire wrestling world that you don't need the WWE to be successful. You can go out there and make a name for yourself not having to be with the WWE. Uh, Going along with this, Carl, we've been hearing word as well that um, some of these talents, you know, like Ziggler, like Sammy, like Kevin, some of these guys possibly being offered more money by WWE to keep them from venturing over to specifically to AEW. What do you think? Is there, do you think there's any legitimate, any, is this actually legitimacy? happening? Yes. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> any legitimacy to legitimacy. the talks of Vince McMahon and the WWE offering people larger the money. monetary contracts. Yes. A hundred percent, I see it. Yep. Not necessarily, and I know where, what you're thinking on this. I know where you're going with this. Um, I'm just for right now going to say that I don't think it's for the reasons that you think. Okay. Now, I will turn this over to you. Yeah, be, 
like I said, the, the idea of keeping them from going over to, to AEW because we know that they were in talks with Kenny Omega to get him to come over and possibly offering him more uh, to the amount of $3.5 million per year, which would likely have been a three- to five-year contract, making more money than AJ Styles, you know, the face that's running the place. And I, I really don't think that that's the reason why. No. I think what we're seeing right now is that I don't know how to explain it. I think Vince is maybe going a little bit soft in his old age and is going, I I understand and I know what these guys are doing and I know what they're putting themselves through and I want to make sure that they're taken care of. Maybe I need to offer them more money so that I can have a little bit more uh, loyalty, I guess, from them. And not necessarily just to stop them from jumping to All Elite Wrestling, but, I mean, Impact Wrestling is starting to really make a name for itself again, and we're seeing people go over there, right? Ring of Honor has always been a constant, so we don't want to see guys going over there. New Japan Pro, you know, and even the NWA is really starting to make a resurgence. So, I mean... I think it's it's a matter of Vince not wanting to have his guys leave for any company, not specifically All Elite, yeah. but really kind of saying, hey, I understand, and I want to help you guys, and I want to give this to you guys. Here's some extra money. Stay with us, and we'll work with you. Yeah, the reason why I kind of was a little bit more specific with the AEW because it really feels like out of all these other companies, including New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, and AEW, it just AEW, AEW seems to be more of the company that is aiming to specifically compete with WWE from what I'm seeing and from just the, their their whole approach. You know, where they did the pep rally, right in Jacksonville, right down the street from where SmackDown was happening. It just it feels like they've got their sights set on WWE, whereas the other companies are like, we're just doing our own thing here. And I think that's, I mean, all elite wrestling, I think, can really uh, go and try to make a dent in whatever the WWE is doing. It's going to be a while before all elite wrestling potentially makes it to the ranks of like a WCW where we had the Monday Night Wars happening, it's going to take a while for All Elite to get to that status anyways. So at this point, I don't think that Vince is really worried about All Elite Wrestling as opposed to more worried about, you know, potentially losing stars because they're hearing rumblings of better money over here or better contract over there. Let me put it to you this way. With AEW wanting to really seemingly compete with WWE, you know, right directly like this and, and almost seemingly right off the bat, could it be their undoing if they're really choosing really to do so, so quickly? The way that they're going about it, no. I don't think that it will be an undoing for them. Had they come out and gone and did a show like All In, you know, and really, really pushed this and did it, did a big show like All In. And then, like, that day or the next day announced, we have this stadium that we're going to be going into. We've got this television deal. We've got these huge names coming in. We've got this television production company. We've got, you know, all of this different stuff that would make it so that they had a huge production then, yes, I think that might be an undoing because then they're biting off more than they can chew. The way that they're taking things right now, moving a little bit slower and doing things in a little bit of a smaller venues, working their way up to the status of a larger company to compete, I think this is the right way for them to do it. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. And I mentioned before that there, it's it's a busy time to be a wrestling fan and following all this because it's almost frankly getting to the point where there's almost too much to kind of keep track of, uh, of all that's going on. It, it's, it's getting a little bit of a cluster, but uh, you know, it's, it's EW is definitely making things interesting here. And you know, one thing that yeah. t- I want to talk about before we do take a break and come back with our interview with Mr. Wolf Taylor today here, Carl, is we talked about briefly before with the McMahons coming out on raw and saying, we hear you, we hear you, we're going we're gonna to listen to you, and we're going to make things better. Since that has happened, have things actually gotten better, according to you at all? 
I am. Um, I think it's it's a start. It's still too early to really tell. I think they're trying. I mean, mm-hmm. I got to give them that. They are really trying. They're going out there and they're 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 trying to listen to the fans. The fans are always saying, "We want the Attitude Era back. We want the Attitude Era. We want Attitude Era." And we kind of started to see a little bit of that, even as poorly done as it was. Yeah. We got to see a backstage segment. Yeah, right, I know where you're going with with Alexa Bliss. Yep. With uh, you know half of her shirt on, you know covering up her breasts, and that was it. So we saw the saw her back. I mean, we see more of her Turn in a matches. swimsuit yeah. than yeah. we do what we saw there. Yeah. But it was just a start, yeah. right? And I think that slowly they're starting to to kind of see what boundaries that they can push to appease these fans that keep saying this is what we want. We want this, and we want this, and we want that. So uh, it's not going to be a change overnight. Yeah. It's it, it, nothing is ever a change overnight. So this is something that that's really going to take some time to go through and make its way to getting better yeah. and make its way to being something that is, you know, them listening to their fans. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to please everybody no matter how hard you try. So we're just going to have to take it as it is. And let me tell you something, people. If you want more women, what you need to do is check out Access TV in the United States. Access TV has now started showing women of wrestling, the WOW promotion. Our friends over at the Hitting the Marks podcast have been interviewing the stars of women of wrestling, including the owner and promoter. Make sure you guys go and check out our friends at Hitting the Marks podcast for all of those interviews that will be happening. Some have already happened. Go and check those guys out with that. But you want more women? Go and check out Women of Wrestling on Access TV. They are going to give you exactly what you want. They're going to give you a mixture of sexy and professional wrestling all at the same time. Go and check them out if that's what you're looking for. Something a little bit more edgier. Until then, and until the time that WWE is able to quote-unquote give you what you want, (laughs) that's an alternative for you. Same with Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling is going a little bit more risque with some things that they're doing, and they're really pushing boundaries as well. Go and check out Impact Wrestling if that's more of what you're looking for. Don't just jump down on the one company's throats and say, you're not giving us what we want, we want change. No, they're giving you a product, but over here, there's someone else giving you what you want. So go over there. Yeah. For, for me, for myself, you know, when it comes to the main roster stuff, you know, do I feel like it's got any better? I, 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 it's a no for me. Uh, I'm going to do the Simon Cowell uh, bit there. It's a no for me. And uh, what I think the fans want, and I, I just don't think the WWE is fully understanding this, what the fans want is the main roster stuff, uh, SmackDown and Raw, to be more like the NXT brands. The answer is right in front of their face. The NXT shows get a huge pop and a huge reaction. The fans dig it. Make Raw and SmackDown more like NXT. There you go. The only issue I have with that is what becomes of NXT then? NXT is still NXT. But it's not going to have that same allure. It's not going to have that same luster. It's going to be just another, oh, yeah, it's just like Raw. Didn't you just need to cut some shows out then? Right? I I think if you you really do that, it's going to lose something in translation. What I think that kind of needs to happen, and I know I'll probably get some hate for this, I think that you need, because we, we, ha- we have NXT, you know, we're going to have NXT UK, we're going to have these brands that are kind of specific, you know, country to country, continent to continent. I really think that for that approach to work that I, got, I was just saying, I think you need to combine the Raw and SmackDown show. Instead of having the two shows every week, I think you just need to have your WWE weekly show, just the one. 
and then you you have your 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 NXT, and then you know then you have your NXT UK, your NXT Germany, hopefully Australia, because that that country's ready to blow up when it comes to professional wrestling. There's tons going on there. I go back again. Uh, shout out to the hitting the marks guys. They interviewed Craven, who was just working all over the place in, in Australia. There's tons of promotions there. That country is it's becoming a wrestling country. So getting back on track here, I think that they need to condense and just have one weekly North American WWE show week to week. I hear what you're saying. Sounds crazy. I know. I know. That sounds yeah. crazy. I mean, the, the, the only the only thing that I, I say to that is no. We need to have two different shows. We could even do with a third show. Less time, third show, allow more of your talent to work. If you take both Raw and SmackDown and put them into one show, are we going to keep it at three hours? Are we going to drop it down to two hours? Are we going to make it five hours? And then how many people are going to be so upset and mm. so disgruntled with not being booked, not being worked, storylines going to crap? I think if you add the two shows together into one, you're going to see lots of people so unhappy and leaving. And that's something that I think the WWE does not want right now is their talent leaving. They might have to bite that bullet, though, Carl, because for me – it's when it comes to you know most things, I am more of I like quality versus quantity. When you do too many things, kind of half-assed, you have a bunch of things that aren't your jack of all trades. You're only doing you're doing a bunch of things kind of well. Whereas opposed to if you just do one thing and then do it just to your one hundred percent of your ability, I think that that's better. Well, time will tell. We'll have to see. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, before we take our break, we want to let you know that this week we are going to forego our show stopper segment. Yeah, and we are going to bring you our interview with Wolf Taylor. And we'll be right back. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about pin. Remember, get connected, get booked, get pinned. I'm a stats man. Well, because the problem is when you cater to that audience, what you do is you turn everybody else off who's not a part of that audience. And that's why ratings are down 23% from two years ago. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens when Monday Night Football is over and the rating doesn't really change. Because it doesn't seem, regardless of how many people are watching Monday Night Football, the Raw rating is not changing whatsoever. It's not like you've got a bad game and the Raw rating goes up or you've got a really good game and the rating goes down and it levels out next week. That's not been the case whatsoever. They've lost 750,000 viewers this year. I mean, you when you want to talk about comparing to yourself, that's what I'm looking at. Look at the 10-week trend. Look at the three-month trend. Look at the year-long trend. You're losing viewers left and right. This is the Dead Beat Wolf Taylor. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys. And 
again, we have another installment of the interview series for Turnbuckle Talk coming at you again today. We have put out something, as you guys know, and you check out our social media, we have put out a little promotion and poster there saying, hey, if you're a worker, if you're a manager, if you're an owner, a promoter, whatever you are, you want to be on the podcast, get a hold of us. And this guy right here got a hold of us, and that quick, that quick, ladies and gentlemen, we have him on the podcast today. Everyone, please welcome Wolf Taylor. Hey. Taylor from Wasteland, USA. What has gotten you into the crazy world of professional wrestling, sir? Oh, man. This is such a hard question. It's such an easy question at the same time, but, like, it's... it. Obviously, I grew up watching as a kid. You know, that's the old cliche. Um, but I was basically, I was in a band when I was, like, 21. Um, and we had gotten signed, and we were doing a lot of touring and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but somewhere along the lines of, like, all those dates and everything, and I had been doing that for about 10 years at that point, uh, like, I just got burned out from that. But I always liked um, performing, I guess. I liked entertaining and being on the stage. But I also missed yep. um, athletics. Uh, I played football and everything in high school and uh, well I played pop Warner football I wrestled a little in high school and so I just missed like the competition and the athletics so I felt like it's like the best of both worlds it's like everything that I had with music all the attention because I'm just like a narcissist I guess <laughs> and then also the uh, athleticism which I like as well now, so now that you transitioned from all of that and now come into the world of professional wrestling, tell us what promotions that you have worked for and any accomplishments that you want to throw out there that you've had with those promotions. Oh, man, I've been working for uh, Fest Wrestling um, for the past two years consistently. Um, and I think they're just one, if not the best companies in florida and that's not to put any other companies down like i think there's a lot of great companies in florida yep. that i love, love to work for um, and i'd like to work more for <clears throat> but fest has something very special and just like unique and i don't know if you guys have seen any of their shows but they're just everything is just no, no hold hard and that's it's not like the style of match this much but it's just crazy it's a crazy crazy atmosphere it's a lot of debauchery um, <laughs> and it makes for a fun time now when so I was I got fat is a big one. Go yeah. ahead. Now when I was talking to you to to kind of set up the uh, the show and whatnot here, you told me something that uh, immediately kind of had me interested here. What is the speed weight title in division? What's that all about? So the speedway title is a uh, title that is um, promoted at a company called Go Wrestle. Yep. Uh, they're in South Daytona, Florida. Um, the speedway title is basically like your cruiserweight title, your uh, middleweight title, whatever. Yep. What have you? Um, but it was a fun. It's a fun title. It's basically just you know some of your smaller guys. They had a show that kind of ran like, um, like your bigger guys actually went for the heavyweight title, and then your smaller guys went for this title and, yep. instead of kind of integrating the two. So, <clears throat> yeah. So the speedway title was just kind of your faster, smaller guys. Nice. And it makes sense because you said that it was in Daytona, right? So you're looking Daytona Beach, you're looking, you know, uh, race cars, you're looking Speedway, right? It all just kind of melds together. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually where I'm from, uh, technically, is Daytona Beach. Awesome. The wasteland is where I'm from in my mind. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, of course, you know, the, the big talk in the wrestling business right now is AEW. Have you been watching what's been going on with this? And uh, what's your what's your take on uh, all elite wrestling? Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I, I'm not, like, uh, interested in what's going on. Like, it's super interesting. I mean, I remember vividly the day that WCW got bought out, as, as many of us do. Yep. <clears throat> and since then, it's just felt like there's been, like, this whole like missing somewhere so i'm very much hoping that we're kind of starting to like repair that hole a little bit because i just don't think that um we can have uh like if you look back at any of the best times in pro wrestling we had either the nwa and wwf or wwf or whatever we had these companies that were putting out great things all across the board 
but it gave people something like if you don't really connect with this style then you'll connect with this style but the people that can connect with that style can stay with that style and that's what i like i think the most about it i think they're going to need some heavier hitters in order to actually uh, make it dent um but i just think the idea of like taking it to the establishment kind of thing and and uh just really like doing what they want to do and doing it fearlessly is just like something that's inspiring me for sure um, in and outside of the ring yeah because so now going going along with that you're talking you know right now just aew and the impact that you're hoping that aew makes within the you know whole wrestling community itself uh, your opinion on the current state of professional wrestling and why you think we need a heavy hitter to come in to take on the conglomerate known as wwe um well i mean i think it's it's for obvious reasons we want more eyes on the product um i think that aew is going to have a very like fast-paced hard-hitting product that i think a lot of the casual fans will enjoy if they just have the opportunity to like hear about it or to see it but without those heavy hitters they're not really gonna they're just gonna be like nah, you know whatever but if you throw certain guys on there that they're going to be like, oh, crap, that guy's here now. Let's like at least tune in and see what it's about. And then they see guys like Kenny Omega or Pentagon or all these guys, and they're going to be like, wow, this is what else is going on out there. And for like everybody else, we've already seen it for years, and it's you know something that we love and that we've been keeping up with. But we need to get like those those casual eyes on, on uh, a product that's so good, and it's just like uh, revolutionizing like how we perform in this business. So that's why I'm hoping there's heavy hitters. Um, and I mean, Chris Jericho's are already a heavy hitter, and that's, I mean, I'm really excited about that. But the only difference with that is it's like, it was kind of like you could see that happening because he already kind of jumped ships. He did New Japan. So it wasn't like a big shock, but it was still very cool to see happen. But we need somebody that's really like going to jump ships and like really like the outsiders did and like, you know, really do something to shake the whole thing up. Yeah, because I mean, you had mentioned the death of WCW. Because I mean, you know, then that was pretty much essentially the last time WWE had that strong number two competitor. You know, I mean, like the combination of you know Lucha Underground, New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor, all that stuff's been great. But for if AEW can come out and emerge as this really strong number two competitor, I think it would be really, really good for the business. I think it would be really, really good for WWE, given. You know, it's no uh, stranger here that, you know, we've been talking about, uh, especially Ron SmackDown has been less than stellar lately. So, you know, I think that uh, WWE needs that strong competition so that they can get out of this coasting mode that, you know, in my opinion, clearly that they're in where they're just, they know they're the number one and can do no wrong. This is really going to uh, impact them big time, I say. For sure. And I liked what uh, Jericho said. He said, um, <clears throat> he goes back to wwe or if he doesn't it doesn't really matter because they're just still wwe and i think that's true but i and i think that you know it matters what you do in aew and, and who you get in aew and it's going to actually things will actually matter whereas wwe like you just said is just on a coast and like rightfully so they've been doing it so long and they've held that number one spot for so long that i mean it's it's probably very easy to get uh, complacent and comfortable and yep. they've got a lot of sponsors and they got a lot more stuff to like worry about that i don't think like your casual fan understands <clears throat> but i'm sure you guys have looked into it and like there's only so much that that company's allowed to do um so i think yeah. it's going to be great to see guys who have been kind of stifled um be able to go and see what they see what they're really made of and see what they really have to offer <clears throat> so now you're talking about you know aew needing a heavy hitter to come in before we got you onto the podcast here, we were talking a little bit about some names that could possibly be leaving the WWE. Names like Sami Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Mike and Maria Kanellis. Now, do you think that it's going to take one of like those types of names? Or do you think that a name from like Impact or Ring of Honor or New Japan can come in and have the exact same impact that one of these WWE names could make? No, I think it would take somebody like Owens, maybe somebody like, um, I don't think Rollins would jump, but I think somebody like Rollins. Um, I mean, obviously the big one would be CM Punk, but, you know. Uh, yeah. um, 
I know that they have talks to Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg would be a great one because there's tons of guys that watch like that are our age now um, that watched back then that don't really keep up, but they might flip it on. Like my brother's, uh, he's 36, I think. Yep. He doesn't really watch, but if a guy like that is on, he might flip it on for that week and see what's up. But with the thing with AEW is he might flip it on that week and then leave it on for a match or two and then be like, wow, this is killer. Like these matches are outstanding. And then that kind of reignites the spark that he had. 12, 15 years ago for wrestling. <clears throat> Whereas now he flips on WWE just to see Bill Goldberg just because it's cool and it's it's um, uh, nostalgic. But then he watches the match and he watches like other storylines progress and he's just kind of like, all right, I know where this is going. Everything's kind of just the same every week. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping somebody like Bill Goldberg. Obviously, I think we're all really hoping for CM Punk. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, given uh, you're working the independent scene here, you know, and, and Carl, you know, we've been to uh, more than a handful of independent shows and things, you know, ten, you know, strange things can happen, you know, some uh, some pretty wild things, some strange things, things not always going as planned. What's the most interesting or uh, I would say probably one of the stranger or wilder things that's happened at a show that you've been at? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean, there's been so many times where, like, you have the infamous, like, ref actually counts to three when it's not supposed to be a three. <laughs> so that's always, like, fun to watch, you know, because everybody in the ring is just like, what do we do? And the crowd's like, how do we react? And what's going on? So that's always, like, a funny one. But um, I haven't really, like, seen any super crazy stuff. Um, we were at Fest one time, and there was, like, this tag team. Sorry, I'm, like, getting ready and getting packed. Um, no worries. But uh, there was this tag team. And they were just about to go on. They were sitting in gorilla, just about to go on. And all of a sudden, U.S. Marshals show up. <laughs> and they arrest the dude in the tag team. Like, for real. For wow. real. Yeah. And they no work there, him. people. They booked them, dude. And uh, I forget their name, but it was something to do with, like, being criminals. So it was just kind of funny. <laughs> it was, like, you know, living the gimmick. Um, it was like cap- I think it was Capital Vice, actually. Yeah, that's who wow. they were. and they're super nice dudes. I just hung out with them uh, the other night, actually, in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, for the AEW thing. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty wild. We just like randomly turn around, and there's like U.S. Marshals there just arresting the guy that was supposed to go on. <laughs> that's hilarious. So I know we we mentioned before, you know, in our era, you know, being up in uh, in Canada here, we had the uh, Canadian Wrestling's Elite Tour that uh, was featuring Bruce the Bar Beefcake, and when he came through our era, we had the double whammy of a the uh, the venue not having any heat being in the wintertime, plus Bruce decided to just no show, right? So it uh, you know that, that's been kind of one of the stranger things to happen uh, around this area. Oh, that's a shame, dude. Yeah, and you know that made its uh, its rounds, and uh, was uh, it was interesting uh, because it uh, was getting out further than kind of our small area. So it was uh, something that happened local, but uh, still made it on a bigger scene there. So yeah, for sure. Everybody, now we know that you said that you're getting ready, and I do want to let everybody know if you haven't go back and listen to some of our previous podcasts because we had a we had a, a, an interview with the one and only Mr. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, and Jeff Jarrett was doing this interview in his car after he left the gym. <laughs> yeah. So now we can officially say that we have had our second superstar yes. in Will Taylor, who has now ridden in his vehicle after being at the gym on a podcast with us. He is getting himself ready. He is checking out to go and do some other stuff here. We do want to find out, though, what your ultimate goal in professional wrestling is. Will it be something like WWE or do you feel that you don't need to go to the to the Big E and maybe go with like AEW or Ring of Honor or a newly restored Impact? Um, I think that I'd be like lying if I said I didn't want to, uh, or if my first goal was not to be the WWE champion. You know what I mean? Um, I think that we all like I know that's a cliche, but we all get in this business to be that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I believe that's true. I think that we do. But like somewhere deep down, we all like really think we can be that guy. And and I do. Um, but at the same time, I have family and people to consider um, in my life and things that are um, also important to me. And uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of sacrifice that goes into um, being at that level yeah. um, and being 
with that company specifically. Um, and not to say I'm not willing to make those sacrifices. It's just right now my main goal is just to be as good as I can be, really. I just love professional wrestling. I want to um, inspire um, people. I want to, like, inspire some of the boys and some of the younger dudes. And I just want to get really good to where I can watch film and not be like, Ugh! you know, because it's pretty hard to watch film stuff. Um, but, yeah, man, I just want I just really want to get – I want to get good. I want to get – uh, be remembered as one of the best, and that doesn't really matter where I end up. I think that we've seen that with guys like Kenny. Like he's never yep. been with a huge company, and and you know he's uh, he will definitely be remembered for what he's done and what he's contributed. And that's I think that's my main goal. Obviously, I'd like to um, support my family one day with this, um, and that you know that's really the main goal, man. To make some money and have some fun times, make a lot of friends. Um, and help inspire the next generation of people. Yeah, because, I mean, we hear all the time, you know, even with some current talent, you know, that we mentioned earlier in the show here of being unhappy. I mean, these guys are, are touring like 360-plus days a year, and they, they get a day off here and there to kind of get things done, and then it's back on the road again. And you're, you know, essentially you're selling your soul to this company. And, you know, most of the time you might just be sitting in the back warming, warming a bench, you know. I mean, you're, you're still getting a paycheck, but at the same time, you're not really feeling like you're being all that creative. Right, correct. And, like, you know, I mean, if I just wanted a paycheck, I would have been a doctor. You know what I mean? I would have done something else. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's more it's more than a paycheck. Obviously, it involves a paycheck. I'm, you know, I'm in this business to make money like we're in any business to make money. Um well, it's obviously it's more than that. It's a, it's a labor of love, a labor of passion. All right. With that being said, guys, we want to thank you, Wolf Taylor, for being another guest that we have here on our Turnbuckle Talk interview series. Do you have any plugs that you have that you want to make anywhere that you're going to be that you want to plug out there for people to come and see you? your social media, anything you want. This is an open forum for you to plug yourself. Uh, I got Wolfie Deadbeat on uh, Instagram, Wolfie Deadbeat on Twitter, uh, Wolf Taylor on Facebook. Um, check out Fest Wrestling. Uh, I think the next one is February 16th or 17th. It is February. Uh, that's my January calendar. It's 16th or 17th. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> We got uh, Pro Wrestling 2.0 is doing awesome things. Um, if you're somebody looking to train, definitely check out uh, Pro Wrestling 2.0 in the Orlando area. Um, we got guys like uh, Mecha Wolf 450 um, training and uh, Jack Gallagher. Um, nice. So we got some names over there uh, training and helping out uh, the young guys. And um, there's that. Uh, rest in peace to my buddy Rex Backus. Yes. I have to say that he just passed away uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a pretty tough one for all of us here. So I just want to say rest in peace and always remember him and keep passing Cheers. on uh, his um, legacy, man. Like he was such a good dude, such the hard, literally the hardest working dude that I've ever met. Um, that dude literally was good. He beat cancer the first time. And he was literally going through chemo and still showing up to shows and setting up rings as wow. he was doing chemo. It was fu- – it was – sorry. It was insane. Um, so, yeah, rest in peace, Rex. Um, and that's it, man. Like, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully I'll make it up to Canada soon, man. We can hang out and uh, watch some matches. Hey, we have some yep. mutual, we have some connections up here. We, we know Dan with CWE Wrestling. And, of course, uh, Ryan Bowman, editor-in-chief of com, has some connections with Impact Wrestling. So, who knows? Do it, man. Sometime it might happen, you know. I hope so, man. I really do. I, I love the area. I got, I got up to Buffalo one time, so I didn't get quite all the way up to Canada, but I went up to Buffalo, loved it up there. Make sure if you're coming up this way, though, that you dress warm, sir, especially if you come in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, guys, I appreciate you. All right. All right, not a problem. As always, everyone, you make sure that you watch our social media as we will have links for Wolf Taylor's social media accounts available there for you. We will have a little poster done up, as we always do. Make sure you check that out and go and follow him on his social media to keep up with everything Wolf Taylor. All right, guys, and that was our interview with up-and-coming independent wrestling star, Mr. Wolf Taylor. That was an interesting discussion, Carl. I enjoyed that this, that one this week. 
This has been a very interesting discussion. We were so happy and so thankful again to Wolf Taylor for coming onto the show with us, wanting to be part of the Turn a Buckle Talk interview series for 2019. Much thanks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take uh, some time and let's hear from our sponsors, Carl. Definitely. Our sponsors include HypeCityVapors.com. Go and check them out for all your vaping needs. They have amazing flavored juice over there. That's what they deal with over at HypeCityVapors.com. Go and check them out and use our promo code JKPODCAST and get 15% off your entire order. As well, we don't want to forget about our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. We are the first official sponsored podcast from Collar and Elbow and proud to say that we are. Go and check them out. See the amazing merchandise that they have going on there. I uh, always am sporting the ball cap. Today, I am wearing the Collar and Elbow brand Canada shirt. Yes, because we are Canadian and they love us up here. They made a shirt exclusively for us up in Canada. Go and check them out, collarandelbowbrand.com, or click the link on any of our social media accounts to take you over there. Use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. Get 10% off your entire order. Do it now. Awesome. And, of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean at Google Play Music and their podcast app. And even for you iTunes user, you Apple people out there, you can find us over there as well, as well as all those, the majority of those other podcasters out there. And, of course, powered by thegrillposition.com and part of the Roar Network alongside our friends at Hitting the Marks and Mr. Chris Toplack with the signature spot and more. Definitely. So again, thank you so much to Wolf Taylor. We enjoyed having you on. I'm sure we will be in touch and have you on again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not only to you, but to everyone that helps and listens to our podcasts. We ask you one favor. Like and share this podcast with your friends and let them experience a podcast to the extreme coming to you from Big Joe and myself, Carl Carafel. All right. And until next time, we will see you guys on the next one. Ciao. All right, guys, Big Joe here of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegrillaposition.com and proud part of the Roar Network. So this is a new segment that we like to call Legendary Chats. Recently, I got to sit down with one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling, a true encyclopedia of knowledge, a man I have a ton of respect for, Robo Rick. All right, Robo Rick, what do you think of John Cena's return to the WWE? Boy, you great. Uh, I am I am so properly. just a great, great. Interesting. I never would have thought to word it that way, sir. What match are you most looking forward to at Wrestle Kingdom 13? I am I am so properly. a great, great. I am I I'm so sweet. He's a great, great. Uh, I am great. Uh, hmm. Don't think I could have worded that or articulated that better than you just did. All right, one final question, Robo Rick. Where are you most looking forward to in 2019? Well said, sir. Well said. And that has been a segment we like to call Legendary Chats with Roborick.
What's up, everybody? You're listening to Joe Call on Turnbuckle Talk. This is Mr. Sofat, Mr. SCOT, and the guy who's been to today, Frank Dell, Bryson Scott. Or is that just me with the crazy eyes? I don't know. <laughs> I was looking at you. I was like, I was trying to talk, and your eyes were like going all over the place. I was like, what the hell is he doing? I was looking at a taco. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that bit, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, right? Yeah. Man, oh, man. So I had to post that. I can't remember who originally shared that, but I was just like, is this guy like on mushrooms or something? Like, <laughs> like this is our press conference. The guy was just like, I know. I saw that. Like, yeah, it was like crazy. <laughs> I was just like waiting. I was just like waiting for you to get into the character, and then it happened. It was like it was... <clears throat> it's like a change. You like see it. Yeah. It's like it's like poof. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that was our interview with independent wrestling star and up and coming. Well, let me do that again. Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. I tried. I didn't say that in the right order. We're finally supposed to get some weather up this way. I guess we're they're calling for a storm. 2M, 2S. That's apparently my new name. Oh, okay. Because that's a 2 and a from. That says 2, 2M, 2S. 2M, 2S, yeah. Well, it's like R2D2. At least that's not like uh, our friend Mr. Chase Britton who takes, what, nine creams and eight sugars in his coffee? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I still as somebody who drinks black coffee, uh, that to me that just that that's still I can't wrap my head around that idea. Me either, not that much. Like, no, like this is the most I'll do: two milk, two sugar. Yeah, that's it. Because even re- more, but you know, still even when you drink black coffee, you're, you're not you're still at risk of your coffee being wrong for whatever reasons. I went to Tim Hortons and actually received a black coffee incorrectly, and uh, they had cream and sugar in my coffee. Their excuse for getting it wrong? Well, it was black. Seriously, it was black. It was black before we put stuff in it. Oh my goodness! Sorry, that's not you justify it. You made my coffee wrong. Please give me a black coffee. Yeah, I want a coffee with uh, black and sugar. Hey, we got a visual. What's going on, brother? Hey, sorry, I'm in line at Chipotle. I forgot you guys are right on time. At least we didn't get him like while he was sitting in the toilet or something. That would have been kind of a. Uh... Yeah, that would have been pretty bad. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was connected to like the car Bluetooth. Yeah, because it, it was sounded like you're, you're like in line at the Burger King trying to order a burger. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yeah, only people who've worked in a drive-thru can understand what I just said.